0: Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Virgin Media Play Podcast, your guide to the very best in awesome entertainment this season. From what's hot on the box, to what's up with some of the biggest names around, this is your ultimate update on the latest and greatest coming your way in the weeks ahead. Over the course of the next 30 minutes, we'll be keeping it country with a look at Wild Rose, we'll chat to Niall Quinn as an incredible UEFA Champions League season draws to a close, We'll step on the floor with A.J. Pritchard to get the lowdown on his film fancies, and a whole lot more. But first, we're looking ahead to the show of the summer, Love Island. The fights, the flings, and the general frenzy, it's all ahead. The housemates will be hitting the villa from early June, with every episode on Virgin Media 2. And to get in the mood, we caught up with one of the stars of last year's series, Georgia Steel. Georgia, it's hard to believe it's almost a year since your Love Island adventure. What are the standout memories when you look back now?
1: Um, Jumping in the pool would definitely be one of them. Um, I'd also probably say when Josh came back in, the kiss with Jack, when I left, when I walked in. There's so many big things that I remember um, that summer. I feel like any drama that was involved with that, show i was part of like every morning there'd be more drama for me coming my way i would just know it
0: and so obviously a lot of happy memories as well are you going to be a bit jealous watching the new Um, housemates head into the villa
1: to be honest, I feel very, very lucky because I have had television shows um, since coming out of Love Island. I've had back-to-back shows and I had a lot of my own PAs. I feel like I've kind of got my own identity now. Like, people know me as Georgia Steele, not Georgia from Love Island. Um, and I think that's really, really, really hard to, like, take away. So, luckily enough, I feel like I'm going to stay in the industry I love. I love entertaining. I really, really do. So, as long as I can do that, I'm quite happy Um but I feel like I have kind of got my own identity now. So that is that is really good.
0: Were you a little surprised at how that sort of came about after last summer? Because obviously you go in, yeah. nobody really knows who you are. You come out and you're a star.
1: Yeah, literally. I remember I was going in there with no, I had no like, expectations I'd, I just kind of went in there with my eyes closed and for what will be will be I didn't really care what people thought I didn't really notice the cameras were there and I think that's why the audience did like me because I was relatable um, and I did give them a lot of drama without me even knowing <laughs> to be honest so I do feel like it is nuts it really really is nuts
0: Do you think there's a secret to being successful on Love Island then? Is there something yeah. you'll be looking out for in the contestants this year?
1: To be relatable, I feel like honestly, um I feel like I did go through ups and downs within the villa one day i'd be at my peak the next day I'd be crying my eyes out. I really went through ups and downs, and every twenty twenty one year old girl goes through that um not every day is perfect, so it was it was good for me to show that I feel because people could relate to it, and I was quite different i'm not I'm not one of these girls that is really materialistic and really cares about what they look like I just want to have fun and enjoy life I've got
0: to ask because a lot of the couples that come out of the house don't have the best track record in the real world Are we silly to be hoping for true love here?
1: Um, I do feel like if it's meant to be, it will be. I do think some people do fall in love within the villa. But when you do come out, it is so, so, so different. And there is so much pressure on you to stay together. Um, And sometimes I do think that can be unhealthy because you're staying with someone for the sake of it, not because you want to. Um, But then you just kind of got to realise that your happiness comes first when it comes to your own mind. So... um, I don't know, if it's meant to be, it will be. Obviously, this year didn't go down that well, but in the past, there has been couples that have lasted, so who knows?
0: Final question, how difficult is it in that villa to be loyal?
1: Difficult. (laughs) Literally difficult. There's loads of boys in there, and I love boys, so, um, no, it was difficult.
0: If you've not watched the show, you're really missing out. And one person who'll tell you as much is Cassie Stokes. We asked the presenter of Exposé to explain just why Love Island is the TV hit of the summer.
2: See, I think a lot of people think that it's just beautiful people not having much to say. But really, it's. Learning about humankind and how love and relationships work. That's because I kind of thought I was like, oh, you know what? It's probably just a load of people that don't really have many opinions on things or anything like that. But they have a lot of opinions, love opinions. It's great to watch the way people work because it's kind of just play by play of what happens in a pub or a restaurant or not a restaurant, a pub or a nightclub every single, I wouldn't even say weekend, every single day of the week. So it's just like watching that on TV. It's watching what you do in coppers on television in a bikini
0: we'd have to say as well it's nice to see the producers at work as well because they've always got something up their sleeve in terms of throwing a few twists in along the way
2: okay if one thing love island can do it's get you hooked for the next episode so you think thursday night you're like oh no i'm definitely going out friday you watch the episode of love island you're like i'm staying in tomorrow because i need to see what happens they are pros all those producers that work on it are just pros at storylines it's kind of like the hills just keeps you going
0: one thing that we have seen in the past few series is that it always gets longer. Each series has actually been longer than the last, so we could be in for the biggest one yet.
2: It could be a year-long series of Love Island. I mean, this could go into 2020. We don't even know. It could go into Christmas. I mean, that would be nice. Do you know I'm, like, thinking of the ending with Christmas lights? I would still watch it. I would watch it for the whole summer. I would watch it from May, so today, to September. And then I'd want more. (laughs) I I would still want a special Christmas episode. If,
0: like Cassie, you just can't get enough, then Virgin TV customers can relive last year's drama On Demand right now. And for this summer's main event, every episode will be on Virgin Media 2 from early June. That's Virgin TV 105. If fabulous film is more your thing, though, then there's plenty of that on the way too, including the amazing Fighting With My Family. The true story of a British wrestler dreaming of making it to the big time, it's inspiring, it's uplifting, it's terrifically funny, and it's on the way to Virgin Movies in July. It's directed by the one and only Stephen Merchant, and when he was in town for the Virgin Media Dublin International Film Festival, we grabbed him to get the lowdown.
3: Well, I'm just shocked that this girl who has gone from a working-class background in Norwich, England, all the way to the top of... WWE, which 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 for wrestlers is like Hollywood. It's getting like it's like making it on Hollywood or in Broadway. And so I didn't know anything about this woman. i never even heard of her, you know. And I just think there's a. I'm very proud that we got to celebrate this this person and her victory, you know. And um, and and, and you know, I think there's probably a little bit of a snobbery towards wrestling. And I think hopefully we've been where the movie's able to kind of you know pop some of those uh, preconceptions.
0: Check out the full interview, as well as a chat with the legendary Ray Fiennes, as he discusses his new film, The White Crow. Then check out the new issue of Play Magazine. You'll find it at virginmedia.ie forward slash playtem. Another film which grabbed headlines during the festival features one of our own, Killarney's Jesse Buckley. Wild Rose is the story of a Scottish singer dreaming of making it in Nashville, and it's one acclaim the world over. As the film made its Irish bow, we caught up with the star, along with the movie's director, Tom Harper. I know the idea of a, a dream role is a big statement to make, but tell me your thoughts when you first saw the script for this.
4: Oh, I just wished and hoped that I would uh, be able to could do it and that I would... Uh... Be able to bring that amazing woman to life that just was jumping off the page to me when I read it. I mean, it was just such a a real, raw, honest, um, emboldened, and tenacious. Like it just felt like you were being plugged in by electricity when you were reading it. So I just so excited.
0: I know you guys had worked before, and you had Jesse in mind very early on. What was it about
5: the role that you thought made the perfect fit here? Uh. <laughs> She's, she's so difficult, <laughs> problematic, boisterous, no, I'm fiery. No, like <laughs> oh, yeah. Jessie,
4: and I'm never going to work ever again because I
5: would be normal. <laughs> uh, just um, with well, so many things in in actuality, like I mean, firstly, just her formidable. You know, when I think when you're trying to cast someone, you always the most important thing is trying to find the right energy, and Jessie is so outgoing and fiery and just uh, ability but not only does she have the ability to kind of transport you into the kind of the world of the character but she sort of is just got this uh, electricity that pulses through her that is sort of so true of of, um, Rose Lynn and it was mainly that but then also we'd worked together before so I knew what formidable actress she was but, but and the fact that she could sing and was such a fantastic musician as well just made it a complete no brainer
0: I mean obviously it's a story of dreaming of Nashville from Glasgow dare we suggest that dreams of stage and screen in Killarney might have made it a very relatable story for you uh
4: yeah I don't really ever look at a script and go oh great that's me brilliant job done like you're always looking (laughs) for the things that you don't know about the world yet and you're wanting a character to open up your eyes to something new um but I think everybody can relate to that struggle of wanting something for themselves you know and um Wherever you're from or whatever your path has been, that's the universal thing. Uh, And so that I definitely related to.
0: Obviously, you're now playing gigs in character and all the rest. Have you kind of formed a closer bond with Rosalind than might be typical for a character that you play?
4: (laughs) Yeah, she's really hard to let go. (laughs) She's like, kind of pops up every now and then. And I I basically just blame all my wild, um, you know, misbehaving on her from now on, so... (laughs) Anything that if I ever fall out of a bar, it's it's Rose Lynn, it's not me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You were writing some of the songs for this film. How was that process to kind of flex those muscles as well?
4: Oh, that was just so fun and so unexpected. It was never something we really planned on doing. And then after we finished filming, we, we were looking to add some music into the film and... Me and Nicole and Tom and all of us musicians had kind of gone on a journey with this character already, so we we kind of looked at it as as an extension of what Rosalind wanted to say after the film had fin- finished. Um, so it was just great fun, and uh, I I'd love to keep doing it. It's opened my my mind to something. So you were a bit reluctant
5: me. to about the whole kind of evolution of the music at the beginning yeah at
4: first I was quite nervous I hadn't really sung like in a long time and I, I, I you know I love acting and for me at the moment that is my main uh, thing but um, I think I it uh, I couldn't help go with it and it it, it, it um...
5: I hope you sing more I like you singing
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the final question and we don't want to give too much away here but obviously it builds to a kind of a, a massive crescendo at the end of the film as a director,
5: what is it like to kind of put the building blocks in place, I suppose, as the m- movie progresses? Gosh, that's. Um, sometimes you build the blocks and sometimes they build themselves. Uh, and that was one of the things that built itself. It was, it was such a kind of powerful performance. That you, just the way that it came together was, was quite a complicated one, in that we, we knew, you know, we had the, the final song of the, of the whole film, we knew it had to be good. Uh, but we didn't have a piece of music, so we sent out um, it to a whole bunch of people and we got um, some samples back from different people who had written music and didn't like any of it. Uh, so then we tried again and we're thinking, holy shit, we're going to be really, uh, we're gonna be really um, in a bad way if we can't fi- find a song that's good enough in the end of the film. And then, weirdly, we got this uh, song back from Mary Steenburgen who wrote this wonderful piece of music and then uh, Jesse and the band performed it and it sort of took its own life on um, and we did it all live on the day, and it was, a, and we had a whole audience there, obviously. And just the, there's something about the magic between the performance and the audience. And it was Julie Walters' first day as well, and her first take was there. And just the, you know, it just came alive. And is that um,
3: her
4: first day of filming.
3: Yeah, that that,
5: that, that last market. shot is the very first take of the whole film.
4: Oh my god! Yeah. What a way to start
5: huh? It's yeah, I know. It's strong, strong start. <laughs>
4: pretty good yeah, quite good <laughs> It'll take me like months to muster up yeah. into that
0: <laughs> and if it's more massive movies that you're in the mood for well there's some top picks on virgin movies right now All About Nina is available to rent now from $4.99, and it's a comedy-drama that combines just the right amount of each to create something very special. It's delightfully direct, raw in all of the right ways. The story of a stand-up comedian forced to look at some less funny areas of her life. It's as entertaining as it is unique. Another raw drama, albeit without the laughs, is Beautiful Boy. Available to rent from May 20th on Virgin Movies from $4.99. It stars Timothy Chalamet, who you'll remember stealing hearts and minds in Call Me By Your Name. But this one is the story of addiction and survival. We really recommend having some hankies at the ready. And Really, it's Steve Carell playing the father who's at the emotional core of this film, reminding us all that even though he's got a reputation as a funny man, he's just as accomplished when it comes to dramatic roles. But if it's a different type of family film you're after, then how about a reunion with the Banks family? Mary Poppins Returns has just landed on Virgin Movies, available to rent now from four ninety nine, and it's every bit as magical as you might remember the original. Mind, you don't have to take our word for it. We talked to Pixie Davies, the 12-year-old who plays the role of Annabelle Banks, to find out what it was like to be part of the remarkable reboot. The whole interview is in the new Play magazine, and yes, it's extra interview-packed this time. And it's far from the only family fun to be had on Virgin Movies right now. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is an awesome animated adventure featuring a brand new friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man. It won an Oscar, a Golden Globe, a BAFTA and too many others to mention. Let's just put it this way, it's one you do not want to miss. And if you're a fan of all things Spidey, then check out the new issue of Play Magazine for an interview with Marvel Comics artist Will Sliney, the Corkman responsible for bringing some of our favourite heroes to life. If, however, you like your heroes on the sports field, then it's all eyes on the final of the UEFA Champions League. It's an all-English affair this time around Tottenham and Liverpool, squaring off on June 1st in Madrid, live on Virgin Media 1. It's been an unbelievable season, more memorable moments than you could shake a stick at. But because we were feeling mischievous when we met Niall Quinn, we reminded him of a game he might rather forget. Manchester City versus Spurs... A match that will live long in the memory. That has to stand out,
3: though, as one of those memories. The second leg was football on steroids, really, wasn't it? <laughs> That's a great way of putting it, yeah. Well, if you would have seen us in commentary, because we were in the studio and watching it, obviously, as we were. And you, I don't think I've ever been. I've, I've done this for many, many years now. I don't think I've ever been in a studio where all three uh, of the guests and... Obviously, Tommy, the head of the show. uh, On our knees, off our seats, hands in head. Some of us jumping up and down, me particularly, because I thought City had won. I was doing exactly what Pep Guardiola had done. We were hugging cameramen. You know, it was was mental. And then to have it turned around seconds later, the drama was just incredible. Uh, Most amazing game of football. Something that we'd never seen before, you know, to have that drama come into it. And, you know, the fraction by which the decision was given and it was a correct decision but a fraction because tell you take Aguero was trying really hard to go inside he was running back and then it, the hard thing to do is to check and get back in and he was just just offside because of a deflection and um i never ever felt so physically shattered after doing a bit of TV you know it was amazing we just went through so many emotions and we had to pick ourselves up really quickly because it, obviously it came to us minutes later and we were putting our ties back together and rushing putting our jackets on and trying to sit down and get our microphones that had fallen off and you know in the in the melee almost if, if you could call it that and yes I, I think for for um I suppose for drama yeah I, I like that description football and steroids it was something like that.
0: If you fancy checking out another of Quinny's standout memories, you'll find that in the new issue of Play Magazine. And don't forget Virgin Media Sport is the only place you'll see every game of next year's Tournament too. so once the final whistle goes on June 1st, the countdown begins again. Of course, for music fans, the countdown is almost over for a summer of festival fun, but the old days of torchlight and tent searching are long gone. To get some tips ahead of hitting the main stage, we stop by the studio of the No Encore podcast, where we asked journalist Craig Fitzpatrick and electronic musician Dahi what tech they'd take to camp.
6: Alright, so you're packing for the weekend. What can you not go without? Oh, like I mean when I was younger I used to be like the very much like a tiny little foldable tent and be able to sleep on the floor for three days and the whole thing but as I've gotten older I've definitely become more and more like used to like comfort which is my main main thing like an inflatable mattress is a game changer when you start and uh, like to make that even better then if you have a battery powered uh, inflator like that's amazing you can grab a can you can just turn it on you can leave it outside hang out with people and then it'll be inflated and then you'll be done that's absolutely amazing and then obviously then the other really really big one is a battery pack for your phone Mm. Um, and one thing that I found that's like really really handy is a lot of the outdoor battery packs for the like the kind of the hiking guys have torches on them so you get both and that's super super handy because they're pretty heavy as well and you don't want to be like carrying them around from from stage to stage you know real two birds with one stone job
7: yeah Dahi sounds like super prepared and he is like a (laughs) touring musician so he's got all this you know I'd love to ream off loads of quirky stuff as well but being realistic me going to a festival is like do I have enough socks? I'm like in the car and away down. So (laughs) the best I can come up with is like getting out my phone and being like, okay, do I have enough apps that will help me navigate the weekend well? And I'm like quite a cynic when it comes to like weather forecasts and the like, you know, this, um, but actually I've been blown away by Dark Sky. I don't know if you've used it. It's an amazing weather app just because it's like hyper local and it concentrates on one thing, which is the rain. So you can tell like, pretty much exactly what's going to happen with the weather from hour to hour and it's like just really handy from when you're dashing about you kind of got a head start um so you don't get your spirits dampened over the course of the weekend and then just other like really nerdy stuff like the tfi do a really good real-time ireland app which is just like if you're getting to and from there it brings together like dublin bus irish rail lewis all those times yeah. so you're not just scrambling when you're like oh change of plans and you have all the access there and you can just go oh there's nothing coming on any of them <laughs> <laughs> um but that you know if you forget your battery if you forget your charger again last minute stuff the likes of greenify for android and i think battery doctors the the apple battery version doctor, where yeah. it's just like it will take care of the apps in your phone extend your battery a little bit i know what greenify it's really good because it just hibernates your apps um, which is handy because you don't have to pair them back up and waste more batteries, so that kind of stuff is is great
0: and how about of course, if the music on stage isn't enough
6: i mean there's like there's two different things that you need on a festival campsite right you need stuff that makes like everything very calm and stuff that makes everything <laughs> very loud for when you want to get hyped or when you don't want to get hyped yeah, yeah. Uh, this year I, I started getting into proper like um in ear uh earbud noise cancelling headphones, and it is absolutely incredible and like would be super super handy for at nighttime if you need to go to sleep or whatever you just flip it on and then it's like completely silent the thing I hate about campsites in, (laughs) in festivals is these dudes with the bongos who are like coming up to the side and there's like these stupid drum circles don't ever have a drum circle in a festival Yeah, but if you do you might need to like kind of drown them out and make them go away so like the bigger like portable speaker you can get the better I would say and you can get huge massive waterproof ones now that would be really really good for those areas is, you
7: know? Yeah, my personal favorite's is the UE Booms, which yeah. are actually smaller ones, but they just kind of really project. They're and great. the fidelity like, is fantastic. Yeah, so they're, they're amazing. Always good selection.
6: Like, if you wanted to go really mental and go really, like, way over the top and bring every single gadget under the sun, um, I've noticed that there's a good lot of basically uh, battery powered refrigeration kind of boxes. So you get your cans, and instead of like the classic morning, like, warm can of like whatever, like, Polish beer you have, but that's all
7: part of the experience, man. (laughs) Yeah, see, this is it.
6: So if you want to like step out of that and be like, (laughs) like, I I, see this is a dangerous one because I think other people in a, in a festival would go like, the notions on this lad Our flock but... to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our or flock to you. But if you had a cool beer in the morning, that would be pretty incredible. Very nice.
0: Okay, now it's time to get down to some real talk. The segment where we find out what floats the movie boat of some of our favourite famous faces. Our guest on this occasion is more known for Foxtrot than films. We sat down with Strictly Come Dancing star... AJ Pritchard.
8: AJ Pritchard, are you ready for some real talk? Absolutely not. We anyway? But we're doing it anyway. What we're doing anyway? What's one film guaranteed to make you laugh? Um, Monsters Inc. Hilarious. What's one film guaranteed to make you cry? Titanic. Always the ending. It's just the ending. If you could be any character in any film, who would it be and why? Uh, my favourite film, Gladiator, Russell Crowe. Oh, that's the film. Of, if you haven't seen it, you've got to see that film. It's everything. Tom Cruise or Tom Hardy? Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible. Come on. Emma Stone or Sharon Stone? Emma. What's the perfect date night movie? Uh, I don't really want to watch a movie on a date night, but... Um, ooh, a cheeky bit of Notting Hill. A bit of a random one, but still. And who's the perfect date night companion? The person that doesn't want to watch the movie. (laughs) What is Hollywood's greatest era? Definitely now.
0: Can anything truly compete with popcorn?
8: Yes. Chocolate. It's always chocolate. What is popcorn? It gets stuck in your teeth. That's what it is. What classic film are you most embarrassed about not having seen? Well, I haven't seen it, and it's classic, so I don't know what it is. That's the problem. What rubbish film are you embarrassed about seeing too often? I just keep watching these random original Netflix films that I don't even know what are, or, or any film that I don't even know the name of. I just turn it on at the evening. I'm like, start watching it 20 minutes in, and you're like, don't even know what this is, and then go to bed. And who would play you in a movie of your life? Well, obviously, if it's a movie about my life, I'm going to play myself. I'm going to cast myself as me. AJ Pritchard, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>
0: And of course, AJ will be dancing his way back on screen when Strictly returns later this year. And that's almost it for this episode, almost. Because if you've still got a little time to spare in your schedule, or need to know what really stands out from the crowd, here's the fantastic five that you should really make room for. When it comes to film, not many could compare with the favourite. Yorgos Lanthanos is a king of offbeat comedy. So combine that with Olivia Colman's powerhouse performance, and the result is a madcap masterpiece you simply have to see. It's available to rent right now on Virgin Movies from $4.99. As for TV, the spy spectacle that is Deep State returns Thursdays at 9pm on Fox. That's channel 126 on Virgin TV. It's gritty and it's gripping and like any good thriller, you never quite know what's hiding around the corner. If you're looking for a podcast fix, then check out Tech and Society with Mark Zuckerberg. No, not the most exciting name we've ever heard either. But given how much insight the Facebook founder can provide on the issues, it still makes for compelling listening. For gaming, we are loving Team Sonic Racing. Lots of the usual winning formula still intact, but this time, the focus is on competing in teams. And given that it's way more fun with your mates involved anyway, that's a good move in our book. And finally, if you're going to use one app, then make it Bands in Town. Because while you now know what apps you'll need at music festivals, this one is the top dog when it comes to keeping track of who's playing where and when. Perfect for planning your music summer. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Virgin Media Play Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. And if you have, then rate and review, subscribe and share. We'll be back with another episode soon. But until then, take care and stay entertained.